that's confusing. Okay. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this Palm Sunday. Uh, Jesus, we thank you for the sacrifice that you are um, have done and the celebration of the sacrifice that you, uh, that you are making for us. Father, we just thank you for your spirit, which is really precious to us, even more so in this time. Lord, we thank you for, the, um, for life and health. Father, we thank you that you are keeping us in the midst of the storm. And Lord, that we are praying that, uh, Lord, as your people, that Lord, that you will guide us and you will lead us in this time. Father, not only to stand, but to also to thrive, not only to um, stand, but also to prosper. But Father, that we are the people of God. We are the one that's had the spirit of God. We are the ones that have the promises of God. And so, Father, in this time, as we go through uh, this difficult time, help us, Lord, to remember that. Help us, Lord, to be immersed in that. Help us to grow in that knowledge. And help us, Lord, to be the people that you have called us to be, to be able to reach out to our friends and neighbors, Lord, that we would be the ones to be able to stand and even maybe get an opportunity to share the reason for the hope that we have within. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for everyone that is here. We thank you, Lord, and we pray a blessing over them in their homes, that they would be safe, that they would be well, and that, Father, that they would prosper, yes. even as their souls prosper right where they are. And we thank you, Lord. We pray all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, guys. Um, so we are, some of you have been in relational care for a long, long time. And some of you um, have not. So what we thought about, Leona and I, when we were thought, thinking about what we would talk about, we thought about, we got this sense of really um, talking about uh, the emotions and emotional cup, right? And so one of the reasons why uh, also is in the time that we're in right now. Uh, we know that we are in a unprecedented time, in a difficult time. And so a lot of what happens in that time is that we be begin to experience certain emotions. And what do we do with those emotions? And sometimes what we do is we experience them, but we don't have any idea of what we're feeling. We don't have any um, we don't have any idea of how to deal with these emotions. And so with the situations and the circumstances that we're in right now, we felt like it's, it was really, um, the Lord was just really impressing on us for us to deal with some things in terms of um, emotions, what it is that we are um, actually feeling. Uh, because also part of what can happen at this time is we can tend to uh, suppress. You know, so we talk to people, oh, how are you doing? Fine. Well, really? Um, you may be doing fine because the other thing we, we, we don't want to do is we don't want to put something on you that's not on you, okay? But at the same time, we don't want to kind of walk around in this uh, deceived state where we're saying we're fine and we're okay when we're not. Because let's face it, um, all of us have been affected from this. And so even if you are working at home and you, you haven't lost income and you haven't lost a job uh, and you're bringing money in and everything seems fine. 
The reality is it's not fine, okay? There are people in your community that you can't connect with. There are um, ministries, there's loved ones you can't connect with. There are, uh, uh, if you've got uh, uh, finances, uh, retirement funds, whatever, you're, you are suffering significant loss in some way or another, whether it's relationally, whether it's financially, whether it is um, your ability to move around. And so with that, that is going to bring up some emotion. So what we really want to do is to be able to present some things to you that you can take away and you can really get a good assessment of where you are. Okay. Again, not to put something on you, not to say, uh, well, you're say you're feeling good and you shouldn't be feeling good. We're not trying to put any of that on you. But what we want you to be able to do is really be able to assess that. And especially when you're in relationship with whoever it is in your house, if you're married with your spouse, uh, which is really important that you guys are really being able to connect with each other and be real with each other and be honest with each other and also being able to care for one another. We can't really do that if we're not, first of all, really in touch with ourselves and being able to um, care for the other one also. Wow, stop the presses. My wife does not have anything to say at this moment. Okay, um, so with that, um, you want to go ahead and share. <laughs> Okay. Uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, share uh, scripture you have? I will, as soon as I find it. Um, well, I'm having a little trouble here, so bear with me, everyone. Um, what I'm looking for is uh, Matthew. And um, I know Matthew's in the New Testament. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to do verses 1 to 5. And I'm going to take it away from King James, which is usually what I read in, just so um, you guys will not be um, irritated by my King James speak speech. So Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5. Jesus was still speaking to the people. And he said, do not say to anybody, you're a bad person then God will not say to you, you're a bad person. God will speak to you in the same way that you speak to other people. He will use the same rules for you as you use for other people. Do not look at the small piece of wood dirt that is in your brother or your sister's eye. I'm the one that added the sister. It's not there. Um, you should first see the big piece of wood that is in your own eye. You should not say to your brother or your sister, please let me take the small piece of wood dirt out of your eye. But you yourself have not seen the big piece of wood that is in your own eye. You think that you are better than your brother, but you are not. First, you must take the big piece of wood out of your own eye. Then your eyes will be clear and you will see well. After that, you can take the small piece of wood dirt out of your brother's eye. We're all familiar with this scripture. We've read it maybe in different uh, uh, versions of the Bible. Um, the whole thing of um, our brother having a giant log in the eye, whereas 
a, a speck in their eye and whereas we have a giant log in our eye and what it is is we don't recognize that we've got something that we're dealing with and so part of why we wanted to talk about this today is because we recognize that yeah many of us are in different stages of ranges of whatever it is we're feeling you know we're feeling something and sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling um joseph had asked me this morning uh he was checking in with me and i said i use the, the word done i'm done with this and so he's like what does that mean so i had to take some time to really explore you know what does that mean i i don't even really know um if i can break that down if i could put a feeling expression to something we normally say and so i thought of um the term i'm 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 finished i think the way i put it was i'm finished being you know aggravated i'm aggravated but i'm also emotionally what is it at the end of my emotional rope with this thing right so um that was what was behind my being done um i could have been done about so many other things just like whenever we say we are okay well i learned that another expression for okay is copacetic and i'm going to mute you guys can you guys hear me Okay. Okay. I had to mute you because there was some background noise. And I will unmute you guys when we ask for sharing. But um basically I said I understand now that copacetic is actually also a made up word that had to do with describing a situation. You can look into it. I'm not going to go into it. Uh a, a situation on the on the other side. So we use a lot of words. We we express ourselves a lot of times even with words that are emotions right but the fullness of what the word is behind what we're saying uh we may be using that word a little differently than maybe our partner or our relationships our our friends our coworkers family members you know our kids our parents we may be using that very differently than they do and so it's important to do the work to recognize what am i feeling what am i carrying and to also be able to share that with the lord first and foremost we need to be giving that to the lord um and not kind of throwing up on our partner or throwing up on our family member or throwing up on you know people that we are connecting with whether it's across the street i can still talk to my neighbor when my neighbor comes out of their house as long as i stay on my side of the street and they stay on their side of the street or whether it's i'm talking to you guys um i have a responsibility first of all to bring that before the lord to really allow the lord to be in that with me and for myself to recognize that he is in that also there sitting alongside of me in whatever it is i'm feeling he's not scared by my heavy emotions he's not he's not 
nothing. He said he would not allow anything to pluck us out of his hand. The question is, will I allow, will I allow myself to walk away from him? And I can often be engaged in emotion that I did not take the responsibility to capture, to recognize, and to offer up to him, and then go to somebody else and I throw up all over them. Why are we talking about this? We read that a lot of domestic abuse is on the rise right now. You know, and we're not just talking about spouses. Think about children in homes where a parent, one parent or the other or both are very abusive. That are now, they now have no other, no place else to, to express themselves. Um, we have to recognize that this is uh, a situation that we're not the only ones uh, dealing with, but other people are also dealing with. I'm passing it back to you. Um, yeah, so, so it's, it's really why it's uh, really important at this time. Uh, Pastor John had a message this morning talking about in this time, we really get a chance to, um, to reset. And um, there's been a lot of words spoken uh, about this actually being a time of resetting. And that allows, in a time of resetting, really allows us to really look and see what's going on inside ourselves, look and see what's really important, look and see, because we've been moving such a warp speed to be able to reconnect before God and really be able to begin to really understand, do some self-awareness of what's going on in, in us. I know for Leona and I, um, it's been really important that we slow down in our speech. Uh, some of you saw the, the, the James um, scripture that I sent out on the relational care, um, that everyone should be slow to speak, slow, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. And that's really more important in this time more than ever because of everything that's going on around us, okay? And like I said before, we may be sitting in our own world and, and we may be working from home and the bills are getting paid and in our own little world, everything is fine, but outside our doors, everything's not fine. And so we, there's a part of it that we're feeling and that we need to really get in touch with emotionally. So with that, um, we'd like to go back and talk about the emotional cup. Okay. How many of you have ever heard about the emotional cup? Wave your hand if you've ever heard about the emotional cup. Okay. Uh, and it's important to realize, and we've heard from it before, that we can only deal with so many emotions. Okay. And so being able to be in contact with what it is we're feeling, you know, last week and last couple of weeks, for those of you that met with us, we actually took time and we talked about um, what it was we were feeling, why we were feeling what we were feeling, and the intensity level of why we were feeling that, okay? Part of that, again, is being able for us to really be in touch with what we're, with what we're feeling, right? And so the emotional cup really talks about we only have so much capacity for emotions good or bad emotions. There's only so much, right? And so in this time, um, I'm gonna have Lee, 
lost the mouse again. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> My wife just lost the mouse. So um, you want to say something while I chase around the room and try to find the mouse? So, <laughs> so um, we're going to, oh, I found a mouse. Funny, so not funny. Okay. You found it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to try this. We're going to try to screen share something with you, first of all. Okay. So we're going to try this, and then you guys tell me. Can you guys see this? So now can all you guys see this picture? Because we can't yes. see it all. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So this picture is, I don't know how many of you guys uh, know who Chuck Norris is, right? The older of you will know who Chuck Norris is. So this is one of my favorite shirts with Chuck Norris. And anybody who's ever seen Chuck Norris knows that this is absolutely true. I happen to disagree because I like Texas Ranger. Well, (laughs) this is absolutely true because no matter what Chuck Norris is doing, no matter how he acts, no matter what he's going through, Chuck Norris's uh, facial expressions never change. Absolutely never change. And so one of the reasons I put that up there is many times we can have, right, we can have it, don't take this, but we can have the spirit of Chuck Norris, right? That no matter what we're going through, sorrow, pain, people ask us, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. Now, I might be bored. I might be frustrated. I might be impatient. I might be sorrowful. But on the outside of our face, and what we're saying, we're just fine, okay? The truth is that we're not. So anyway, I thought you guys get a kick out of that. It's one of my favorite shirts. So we're gonna uh, swing over now to the emotional cup. So we wanna know if you guys can see this. Maybe go to that group there so you can see everything. Okay, so can all of you see that page? Give me a thumbs up if you can. Okay, awesome. It might be pretty small if you guys are using a cell phone. Right. So if you're using a cell phone, can you use your fingers and expand it? Anybody using a cell phone out there right now? Mm-hmm. I am. I can do it. Okay, and you can see you can see the uh, you can see the screenshot of it. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Good. All right. Excellent. Okay. So the emotional cup. So looking at the cup, you can see that um, you can see that different emotions that are in the cup: hurt, sadness, disappointment, fear, anger, resentment. So the thing about the cup is since we say that you can only hold so much emotion, when you begin to have these different emotions that are filling into the cup, one of the things you want you to notice is the top of the cup. You see where the positive emotions are. So if I am, if these different emotions are filling up in me and I only have so much room for emotion, what it can do is it can begin to push whatever positive emotions that I'm feeling, they're taking up the space where positive emotion can reside 
and it's literally pushing positive emotion out. And so one of the things that we wanted to bring up and what's so important is we need to be able to understand what's going on with our emotions because if we don't and we're not aware of it, we can begin to have these negative emotions that continue to fill our cup and we don't have the room for positive emotion. Joe, can I say something? Because this is something that I'm just realizing. Sure, Jean. When we put things in a cup, there's certain things that float and there's certain things that sink. Mm -hmm. And biochemically, the negative emotions tend to have a heavier weight. And therefore, they stick along around longer. Mm -hmm. The positive emotions have a lighter weight naturally, mm -hmm. unless we intentionally give more weight to them. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm, like I said, I'm just, I'm just seeing this now. I haven't realized this before, but biochemically, mm -hmm. we, we have a choice to give certain weight to things. Mm -hmm. I've always questioned why the positive emotions are on the top. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because the biochemically, it, there's a natural physiological response that gives more weight, so to speak, mm -hmm. to the more negative, hurtful, painful emotions. Mm -hmm. Which is why it takes seven positive comments to derail one negative one oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for the comment because, again, how many times when we're feeling negative emotions, right, that we have this sense of weight, right? You know, we, we, we have a sense of heaviness that we feel of, whether it's grief or, or any kind of difficult emotion, we normally express that as feeling weighty. You know, I've got, I'm carrying a lot of weight. So I really love what you, Ron and Jean, what you guys brought up. Because again, that, that, that validates that, that those emotions have a certain amount of weight to them and we can feel that. So the thing that um, Ron and Jean have shared also ties into what we talked about um, last week when we um, when we talked about just um, our emotional center and uh, the limbic system, where um, it get we get triggered, right? We get we get triggered, and we we're no longer necessarily able to manage what's going on with our um, with our thinking center, right? Um, and we go to what's called the limbic system because that was the first part of the brain that developed in utero. So it has a lot of association to it. And um, so whenever we're experiencing an experience, you know, just in, the, in our world that, at, that triggers us, it's because it's connecting to something that's already there. And so it does have a lot of weight because it's the new thing plus the old thing that maybe we never even had the opportunity to give voice to. We never had the opportunity to vocalize. We didn't know how. We didn't have the language for it. But it's related so that whenever I do a particular thing, Joe may feel triggered and he can connect with some parts as to why he may be 
uh, feeling a certain way because of something I've said or done, but may not be able to give voice to a whole lot of whatever else is connected to it. But we know that once he's able to better connect, and, and not that he has to go back to the womb to connect with everything related to those heavy negative emotions, but once he's able to begin to articulate, I am feeling sad because when you said X, Y, and Z, I felt rejected. Where he owns what he's feeling and is able to communicate that, you know, first to the Lord, Lord, I'm feeling sad and rejected. What, what's going on? Help me. And then share that with me and can objectively say, this is what happened on your end and not lay blame. It's so important for us not to cast blame because we don't know what the motivation is of the other person, no matter how, how sure that we're sure that we're sure that we're sure. We just read the scripture, Matthew 7. The Lord is going to judge us on the basis of how we judge other people. So I can be sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that Joe intended to eat the last piece of bacon when he knew I had not eaten yet, right? And I could, because I, I have a lot of emotion tied to food. I have no idea why. <laughs> but Ron and Jean can tell you. <laughs> David and Ann can tell you. Leona has a lot of emotion tied to food. And I'm not going to go chasing why I, I don't think my mother was depriving herself of food when i was in utero but for whatever reason have food issues and so living in nigeria yeah probably was growing up in nigeria where there was a lot of lack and scarcity and you know you had to shop for 10 hours to get you know basic things that probably has a lot to do with it um but the bottom line is instead of me casting blame and judgment on him and, and automatically going, well, you've been married to me for 38 years and you know that, you know, you shouldn't eat the last, I could go there. I have the freedom. I've got that right to go there. But how does that benefit him? How does that benefit me? How does that benefit our relationship? Because this relationship is not for he and I. This relationship was established in any relationship, even my relationship with my employer is established to honor God, my maker. It's not for my benefit. It's not for my feel good. In fact, um, Gary Thomas says marriage was, was not to make you happy, it was, it was to make to, you holy. Just, right. right, it was created to make you holy, not make you happy. So even if I'm you know, by myself, and I have coworkers, I've got cousins, I've got aunties, uncles, I've got siblings, I've got parents, I, you know, whomever it is that I relate to, how I respond to them is not completely entirely about me. You know, I'm all that, but no. I have a responsibility to represent Christ, even in those places where I'm hurt. You know, when, when God was hurt, he exposed what he was feeling. He told Moses, get out of the way. I want to, I want to get rid of Israel. And what did Moses do? He said, God, that's not who you are. That's not really who you are. So we have a responsibility for ourselves and for the people that we're involved with to 
identify what we're feeling, but to also respond and not react. So one of the things that's, that's difficult when we're talking about um, identifying emotions is if it's not something that um, we have been used to doing, or it's not something that we have actually gone on a journey of, of really our, our own self-discovery, self-awareness, that um, there are symptoms that happen that you may that may be um, indicative of what's going on. So looking at the cup, uh, some of the things that we'll point out there, you'll see uh, physical effects where it says sleep, uh, appetite disturbances, headaches, stomach aches, digestive problems, um, controlling behavior, obsessive compulsive behavior, escaping into work, drugs, alcohol, infidelity, pornography, um, depressed mood, uh, impatience, quick tempered, loss of energy. A lot of these things can happen and they're indicators that there's some emotional disturbance or some emotions there that you're not really in touch with. So one of the reasons we wanna give you this is if you begin to go on this journey of self-awareness and you start noticing that some of this stuff is evident in your life, it is really an indicator that there are some things that are going on, there's some emotions that you're feeling that you're not in touch with, okay? Because one of the things about emotions is if you, if you haven't begun to do the work of really getting in touch with what's going on with you, okay? We live, we tend to live life very superficially, right? Um, you know, how are you doing? Fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of live on this superficial level, but we don't really. And so these kind of things, these kind of symptoms can happen. And we're not connecting that the reason that they're happening is we're not really connecting to what's really going on with us at a, at a deeper level. So we put this out here. Um, if any of you are dealing with anything like that, um, that we would encourage you to begin to do a deeper work. We encourage you to do a deeper work anyway, whether you're feeling this stuff or not. Um, we, we really feel like the Lord is really asking all of us with this time now that we're indoors, try not to fill it with a lot of stuff because you're not, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling anxiety or whatever, and I've got to keep busy. That's, that's great and good, but also use that time for some reflection. Use that time to get back. If you have strayed away from scripture, if you've strayed away from meditation on the word, if you strayed away from, from, from study, um, use this time to get back to that so that you can really connect with what's going on in you. Because like Leona is saying, in our relationship, if, if I don't do the work, to get in touch with what's really going on with me. And whether you're in a marital situation, whether it's, again, uh, you've got um, you know, other people living with you or whatever relational connection, if I don't do the work to know what's going on in me, I don't give the opportunity, first of all, for God to really be able to help me analyze what's going on in me, but I can't relate to somebody else and say, you know what? Um, what I really feel like that I'm going through is I'm going through a sense of fear, um, some, some anxiety, some insecurity um, about this whole situation. 
and I don't allow other people to be able to connect with them on a deeper level um, than just a superficial level that we tend to, to live on. Uh, some of the things that we would point out and we would yeah, ask. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt for just one okay, second. Sure. The exercise that you did for the last two weeks as far as quantifying what you're feeling mm -hmm. is a really important exercise um, because we may feel angry, but are we angry? Are we bothered? Are we frustrated? Mm -hmm. What's the differences between those? We're using that term angry. Right. And to put a number on it helps us to be able to then prioritize what we need to focus on mm -hmm. and where we need to go. Right. So I, I think when we're doing this self-reflection, and it could be, uh, you know, right now I'm, uh, I'm at a 10 of 10 as far as my, my biblical discipline, reading my Bible, mm -hmm. but I'm on a, a three as far as my prayer. I'm just coming up with numbers, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm on a three with my prayer life. Mm -hmm. um, that recognizing we're not all going to hit tens or zeros sure. on the negative or tens on the positives, sure. but it gives us an opportunity to start prioritizing, mm -hmm. recognizing that we're not going to be able to do it all. Right. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for that, Gene. I think the other thing, um, and Gene was talking about um, the check-in we've been doing the last couple of weeks. The other thing that it helps to, when you are um, speaking to somebody else in relationship with, to somebody else, if I say that, for example, that um, I'm angry because I was hurt by something that you said, um, speaking about Leona, and so I say that that's a three. Okay. Well, based on that intensity level, she knows that, okay, I, I'm angry. All right. But Mount Vesuvius isn't going to happen um, at a three. Okay. But now if I say that I'm angry um, because I was hurt by something that you said, and I say it's a nine. Okay. That lets two things, that lets me know that first of all, this can't be something that I just walk away and shove under the rug. Because looking at the emotional cup, right? When a cup gets full and you shake it, right? What's ever in that cup is gonna come out. So imagine you having an emotional cup that's full of hurt and anger, all right? So typically, this is what an emotional, a full emotional cup looks like. So I'll give you an example. So husband walks in, all right, his cup is full, anger, bitterness, resentment. Wife's in the kitchen. She says, how are you doing? He doesn't say anything. She says, what's the matter with you? Boom, Mount Vesuvius goes off, okay? Well, all she said was, what's the matter with you? But all of a sudden now, you know, we've got stuff going all over the place. It wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't what she said. It was that that husband had a emotional cup that he didn't do the work, right? He didn't, he wasn't recognizing that his emotional cup was filling up and it could have been partly from her, partly from work, partly from his own maybe insecurity about his job, maybe his insecurity about a husband, about being a husband, whatever it is. But that thing that she said sent him over the edge. Okay, going back to what Gene had said, if we're in a 
in a healthy relationship where we're able to express what's going on. If that husband would have said, you know what, I'm feeling such and such and such, and I'm at a nine and a half, right? I'm at a nine and a half out of 10. Both of you know, there is something we got to deal with and we got to deal with it now. You know, we have to start dealing with that, right? This is why the emotional cup is so important. This is why um, it's so important to do the work that's necessary. So one of the things that we recognize um, is that we're living in a world that is changed. We have no idea what um, everything's going to look like when we uh, when this COVID-19 thing gets beat, right? Um, but this is an opportunity, as Joe has called out and Jean has pointed out, for us to uh, begin to do some work um, as it relates to the Lord in us. Because again, whether you're single, whether you're in relationship with somebody else, you, we're all in relationship. That at the end of the day, we all have relationships. Relationship and now more than ever, we recognize what those relationships are. I mean, even literally the regularly seeing my neighbor come out of their house to pick up their newspaper and waving at them, that's a type of relationship, mm -hmm. right? And now I'm not seeing them as frequently. Um, the, the ability to... Um, um, connect with family or the ability to con not connect with family that I've been so used to being quiet and silent or reserved and keeping to myself. Now I recognize how important it is to connect with family. Um, whatever it is, we have relationships. This is our opportunity to allow the Lord to show us how to get real with him because he's not afraid of what we're feeling. He made us with emotion, but not to allow the emotion to now take control and learning how to work with what we are feeling so that when life becomes the new normal, we can still be genuine with people. So that when we see each other in the hallway at church, when somebody's, when we ask somebody, how are you doing? And somebody is genuine with us, we let us become the people who will take the time to really connect with that person where they are. Because we all know every once in a while, I see your hand, Ron. We all know every once in a while that people do tell us the truth. Every once in a while. About how they're really doing. You know, people, you say, how are you doing? Go, well, not so well. And then you go, oh, I don't have time for that. I got to go. <laughs> so now, now is the time for us to begin to do that work in ourselves, to recognize its value before God, to confess before God, allow the Lord to minister to us as well. And we'll talk about tools that we can share with you in, in ensuing weeks. But Ron, go ahead, please. Ron Nichols. One of the things that this COVID-19 shelter in place has done is it has effectively removed most of the coping mechanisms that we have yeah. for dealing with our negative emotions. And one of the things that, you know, if we're heavily involved in ministry, this has removed that coping mechanism. 
And so what I would encourage everybody to do as they're doing this, uh, taking a look inside, is asking the Lord, what coping mechanisms have I developed that are unhealthy? Mm -hmm. Because that's what this is revealing. The reason, you know, somebody may be thinking, man, I thought I, thought I was over this. I thought I had dealt with this issue. And oftentimes what we find is that we've developed a coping mechanism that we haven't even realized that is now taken away. So now what are we going to do with that? Thank you so much right. for that, Ron. And I think also, as <laughs> Sue's saying, thumbs up. Um, I think the other thing that goes with that is um, be willing to grieve what you've lost. Mm -hmm. Or be willing to grieve what we're losing now, what we don't have in this gap, right? In, in, in our global situation or even in our own heart situation. Like, like I, I think about, not to make this about something different, but I think about kids that were about to graduate. My godson, you know, got accepted to San Jose State. What's that going to look like? come fall you know he hasn't finished his high school year and i'm not sure how fully his school is being is how effective they're being able to continue to provide education for him you know that how how what is it that we are we're missing mm -hmm. and, or what is it that has happened to us or the people that we love or people that we minister to um where we may need to confess to the Lord. You know what, Lord, I, I feel a sadness about this. And I genuinely, I know I need to walk in faith. I'm not saying cast your faith aside. No, hold on to your faith, but still allow what you're feeling to come up so you can offer it to the Lord and then allow the Lord to minister to you in that place and still stand on your faith. So I think what's really important about what Leona said is that we have all suffered loss. We all have suffered loss in one way or another. And there's a grieving um, that is natural and there's a grieving that is healthy. And there's a place there in that grieving where we can allow the Lord to meet us there and take us to a new place of intimacy. But if we're not willing to to go to those places, we miss out on those times of intimacy where the Lord can really, where the Lord can really come by and be the comfort, right? Because scripture says that he comforts us, right? So, but we can't be in a place of comfort if we walk around and say, you know what? No, I don't need comfort. I'm good. I don't need any of that because I'm good. Everything's all right. Everything will be all right. We just got to stay up there and be positive, okay? Again, you know, each of us have to take our own stuff to the Lord. But again, there are some times that we miss a real sweetness, a real intimacy with the Lord when we get to a place and say, you know what? I'm grieving not being able to see my brother Charles in the foyer and give him a hug. I'm grieving that I'm not able to see my brothers and walk by and be able to look him in the face and see my brother Brian and to be able to, to see David and be able to give him a hug and 
talk and do all that stuff. I miss that. And that hurts. And I'm and I've got there's a certain amount that I've got to grieve that because that's missing in my life. Okay. Joe, those little little hurts, mm-hmm. if they're not taken care of, they become big. Right. That's why it's so important to vocalize and just to speak it out. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're healed by the, the testimony. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're also healed by the confession. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, some of the stuff that Ron says, so if I'm not vocalizing that, right, and I'm feeling that sense of loss and pain, now what am I going to use to cope with that? Because mm-hmm. I've got to deal with that. The emotional cup says we got to deal with that somehow. Right. So how am I going to, what am I going to do to cope with that? Am I going to separate from Leona? Am I now going to get, am I now going to get kind of snippy? And, and kind of distance myself because I haven't been able to express that. And so I've got all this in, and so it's got to come out some way, and that's the way it comes out. When I really, as Gene says, I have not even vocalized it, because even to vocalize it means that there's a level of, right, there's been a level of not understanding, but there's been a level of self-awareness of what it is I'm going through. Yeah, that's good. So um, one of the things we would ask you is we're kind of winding down and we'll kind of give you guys some time to just um, uh, fill in maybe something you may want to say. Um, If you look at the emotional cup, you look on the side and it says the biblical antidotes. Can you guys see those scriptures? Too small? Okay. it's going to be available. We'll yeah. put it in the group, in the CCB group. Okay. So, Leono, Leono, make sure that you guys get this scripture through the CCB group. Can you well, see this? See. Can you see where we've outlined it? Mm-hmm. Can you see the blue outline around it? Yep. Okay. So, yeah. we'll, okay, good. So, what we'll do is we'll, we'll make sure that you guys get that. We would just like you guys to um, go through those scriptures um, this week. Okay. I can out how to do it. Okay. So um, we are going to unmute all you guys because we had you all unmuted. So do us a favor. And then if you have something that you want to say or a comment you want to make, just wave and then unmute your mic. Because a lot of you, a lot of you now that you're unmuted, we can hear your background. So anybody who wants to make a comment, wave, and then David, we'll go with David first. The only thing I was going to add was the, uh, he was talking about the different uh, chemicals and liquids and the way some are lighter than others and stuff. And that was something that really resonated me with me because the things that are painful or hurtful or, or bad, if you will, tend to be thicker and heavier and they sit in the bottom of the cup and sit down there and then they rock. And what ends up when the cup explodes or things overflow, all the good stuff, which is like run over the edge. Sorry, David. 
um, go back. Uh, I had to mute everyone because the background noise was crowding you out. So okay. I had to mute everyone and then unmute you. So go ahead again, just the last uh, sentence or two you said, sorry. Okay. Um, I guess what I was talking about was how the bottom of the cup tends to be all the thick and heavy fluid uh, or liquid stuff. And those are all the bad things and they tend to just kind of sit in there and rot. And, and that creates something that doesn't come out easily. So when your cup explodes or things begin to run over, all the light positive stuff runs off real fast and you're left with just this big, thick, heavy decay. Um, and so that's why when it comes out, it comes out in a big way. So I just really appreciated you guys bringing that up and that analogy, um, Gene and Ron, for mentioning that. So it was something that really resonated with me. Okay. Great, thank you. Ron and Sue Oliver, uh, next, I'm gonna unmute you as soon as I find your name on the list. <laughs> Forgive me. Oh, we got it. Okay, good. Okay, uh, I'm going first. Um, you guys gotta stop talking about me. Oh, <laughs> okay. Everything you guys are saying, I'm going through right now. And it's insane. Jeez. Thank you for your transparency, Ron. Yes. We love you. We're going through it, too. Love you guys, too. <laughs> Johnny and Renee. Johnny, unmute yourself. I lost your mouse again, Joe. Hey. I'm, I'm really... Um, I'm take it's a lot of notes that I've taken, but I think what stood out for me more is that being self-aware of the emotions and feelings that I'm um, used to not getting in touch with, even though I am an emotional person. Um, I guess it's just the capacity that I have at work where um, I need to take this time more to focus in on those emotions instead of caring for others, which that is my role at work. So I'm finding myself thinking about the students, like you said, grieving about them and just preparing for commencements and things like that and having to cancel. That's a sad moment because I'm mm -hmm. the one in charge of having to cancel all of these POs for the celebrations for these students. Yeah. But then on the second hand, I'm dealing with trying to deal with and still, you know, just um, focusing on me with the extra time that I do have while I'm still working at home. Um, but then just praying that me and Johnny can connect on a different level, although he is still out there working, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it's that place of not wanting to stay stuck, but mm -hmm. allowing God to still use this time for us to connect more now. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of emotions going on, but I'm still hopeful that God is working all of this for good. Yeah, I think, uh, what stood out for me uh, when Joe was talking about uh, how we have to confess and say uh, the things that we're dealing with, uh, I find that uh, it's one thing for me to say it to myself. It's another thing for me to say it to a brother or someone that can, you know, that, that can hold me accountable uh, because it's easy for me to look in the mirror and say, Lord, I'm frustrated. Okay, what, what am I going to do with that? But to say it to someone that 
has an ear to listen and to that you know uh, have your best interests in mind uh, is is very important uh, because uh, like like Joe said though and I think Leona too as far as you know uh, a lot of times uh, I'm fine will come out just to keep it moving mm-hmm. uh, to to get past you uh, I did acknowledge you you know so you know that should be enough sometimes but I think the the part of the because there, there, there is some uh, – the frustration will set in when you're at home and, and you're not connecting, like Renee said, and, you know, this, the same old thing want to come up as far as isolating whatever uh, mechanism that I would use to, to deal with that. Uh, it's easy uh, to, to stay there because that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think admitting and having this and having, you know, just – Continue to stay connected is, is very important. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Johnny. I, I would say that um, I think what I'm hearing you say, I'm going to apply it elsewhere to, to those who are single or to those who are in their homes by themselves, right? That it's still important for them to share with the Lord, but to also find somebody who's a trusted friend or partner that they can open up their hearts to and, and share their hearts with and say, I am dealing with X, right? And not to think that because you're in your home by yourself or because you're single, that that then means you do not have relationship at all. That, that's, yeah. that's, uh, don't let the enemy um, confound you. Don't let the enemy pull the wool over your eyes. Yeah, so, so what we would suggest is still connect um, as we're doing here in Zoom, still connect in your community. Even though you are in the house, those people that you connected with, still try to connect with them through Zoom. Um, keep that community. Uh, Sue, Oliver, you had something to say. Okay. Sue? I actually didn't have anything to say. I think I went inch. Oh. Okay. My forehead. Thank you, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Anybody Raise... else have okay. something? Karen. Go ahead. Um, I think what hit me was when you said the things that we're going to miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're here with you, Karen. We... My son is 18 years old, and we've been struggling with him with all of his classwork and things like that. And he finally got straight A's. He's he graduated early, and we were hoping to see him walk across the stage mm-hmm. this year. And now that's not gonna. I know it's gonna happen. You know, it's so funny because he wanted. I told him they were taking graduation pictures at school. Mm-hmm. And I said, Michael, don't forget to go, you know, because they don't, he doesn't live with me. It's a long story, but mm-hmm. you got to get your pictures taken at school. And he says, mom, I don't want to do that. You know, he says, just wait till graduation day and I'll do it then. So I think that's. <laughs> it's okay. It's There's right. no need to apologize. It's okay. 
we respect and value that's what it hit me hard today yeah we respect and value you and what you are expressing mm -hmm. thank you for your vulnerability mm -hmm. you know we are so sorry that your son is not able to participate in um his achievement right with yeah, everyone right. else at the expected time and we're so sorry that he he is put in all the effort, graduated early, and only needs to walk across the stage, but that you guys aren't able to participate in that at this time. Yeah. It is such an important milestone marker, mm -hmm. and we, we recognize it, and we share, um, we share with you as much as we can, mm -hmm. and we're, we feel sad for your hurt. We feel yeah. sad for you. And I want to thank Sue for including me on this group. I know you guys don't know me, but... Uh, <laughs> she does, so <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, we're glad to have you. We're, we're glad, glad you joined. You. And as you see, Sue sends a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Sikis. I said, in so many ways, I kind of feel like I could relate because my cup is overflowing with emotion. I have a 17 year old daughter that's depressed because she has this finger ball dress. That she's like, now I don't get the word is dress that she paid for with her own money mm -hmm. that she worked really hard to save up for. And then, you know, trying to help her figure out what college she wants to go through. Mm -hmm. And then me being a worker at Kaiser, having to come home, strip down in my backyard before I can even go inside the house. And then got to come home and deal with like my own personal issues. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I'm coming or going these days. Mm -hmm. Then I'm sitting in here on the weekends feeling like I'm on home arrest without a, an ankle monitor. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm like, literally, I'm dealing with the senior in high school who this is supposed to be her happiest time of her life. She can't wait to get out the house. I can't wait to get her out the house, but I don't even know that we all <laughs> stuck in the house. And then, <laughs> then I got to go to work. And then it's like, oh my goodness. And I'm trying to keep a CDC following these mandates and everybody happened to be retrained and I, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Yeah, we, we hear you. We that's, that's got to be really tough. I, mm -hmm. I, I think we can only understand to a point because we don't work where you work yeah. and, and we can definitely relate to the 17 year old situation because we, uh, um, we've been parents, but at the same time, that's a lot. That's a lot, you guys, that we're all dealing with. That's a lot that you guys are dealing with in your household. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if you, you don't quite have enough time to catch your own breath, right? Before you have to switch into the next part of your role. Um, and so it, it is so important to, to really share the emotions and the weight of all of that, you know, with the Lord in prayer and definitely with each other as a household. Um, we we feel that pain with you that is just mm -hmm. there you guys are are not you're not alone but knowing you're not alone doesn't necessarily make you feel like yeah. you're not alone right right no, i could sit there and just be crying and people are like why are you crying i'm like if you only knew my life yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. oh mm -hmm. but also for like all the students just just imagine like ours is personal because you know it's our kid but just imagine, like, every family that has a student in school, like, they're going through some kind of yeah. issue around that. And it's tough. 
Yeah. Or even watching patients come in. And if you're in the life, because people act up, that one person in the room with you, if you're lucky, because people are passing through the triage screening and they actually have symptoms. Mm -hmm. So now we had to have a gentleman who had to watch his father pass away on FaceTime. Wow. Because the nurse was nice enough to hold the phone on FaceTime. Wow. And he had to watch his father end his life like that. So when you sit up there and I come home every day and I'm just crying and people don't know why I'm crying. Yeah. 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 It's difficult. And, and again, this is kind of why we say that, um, you know, we really have to get as difficult as it, as it is. Um, we, we, we have to we have to be able to get in touch with those emotions and as difficult as it is to be able to to be able to move through that with the lord because really it, at this time the lord the lord is just as important as the lord may have been in our lives wherever we were before this happened that just increased exponentially you know, I'll, I'll tell you a story of my, um, and some of you may have heard this, of my aunt um, that lives in, in Nigeria and um, very difficult situations uh, that she's going through. And she visited us and um, went to our church one Sunday and uh, met with one of our friends. And she says, you know, she says in America, the difference between you in America and us in Nigeria, it's in America, you always have a plan B or a plan C. This is where we live. If God doesn't show up, we die. If God doesn't show up, we don't eat. If God doesn't show up, we don't make it to the other day. And I think that we're beginning to get a taste of that from where we are not compared to what they have, but we're getting a taste of that. And that really has only two things that can do. That can either drive us away from God to find our own coping mechanisms, to find our own way to deal with what we're going through, or it can drive us on our faces to the throne room of God and say, you know what? If you don't show up tomorrow, I don't know if I make it. I don't know if I make it if you don't show up tomorrow. Because this is the thing I know about God. He's faithful to show up. He's faithful. We don't have to, to wait until up. tomorrow. No. No, we don't. Because sometimes our walk is moment, like Gene, is moment by moment. If you don't show up in the next 30 seconds, I don't know if I have enough to continue on to the afternoon. Sometimes that's where it gets. Anybody else have anything, any comments before we wrap up? Um, we'll pass our time now. It's Elaine. Okay. Oh, Elaine uh, and then uh, Victoria and Brian, okay? All right, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you fine. Oh, okay. So mine's just kind of like the opposite of what Ron was saying about coping mechanism and, and having them taken away from you. And one of mine's was, is that on my Monday off, I just love to sit at home and catch up on my recordings and just watch news and just lie in bed and do anything. 
So now that I'm off, you know, I'm doing too much of that. So, um, and one of the things is before this all took place, the Lord was convicting my heart about you're spending too much time watching the news. Mm -hmm. And so I realized now that I had all this time, I was watching even more to the point where it was causing me anxiety, you know, because the more I was watching, the more I was thinking, oh, I got this symptom, I got that symptom and this symptom. And then finally the Lord had to tell me to pull away back from that TV, you know, and spend more time in the word and, and doing more things like that. So on one hand, I love being at home, but then it's just getting adjusted to it and then really spending that quality time with the Lord versus in other things that are not helping me by any means. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. I just, uh, how much we take stuff for granted you know and we're and this is what week three or four and now it's really starting to set in on and how we uh you know how i miss my brothers right like like you said just that passing in the hallway or you know being able to see people on sunday or tuesday nights or thursday nights you know i was praying with one of my brothers this morning and it and it just the emotion that came up out of me was like, I, I'd rather be there with him mm -hmm. to support him and pray with him and, and hug him instead of just over the phone or, you know, how much we take being around people, what we take for granted. It's just, you know, it's just, it's starting to wear on me that I can't see my brother's for you know give encouragement or receive encouragement because it just it's, it's you know that's an emotion i'm going through right now yeah yeah you know yeah we understand thank you for sharing um R richard you had something to say i did kathy and i have been absent from the class for quite some time i just wanted you guys to know how thankful we are that uh, you guys are still there and the group is still there. We love all you guys, and we thank you for your efforts. Amen. We love you guys. Yeah. Thank We're you. glad you guys connected with us. Nice. Yeah. Any? Is Johnny? <laughs> Johnny's going through something. There. Johnny, are you trying to speak? I don't know what Renee doing with the thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new background. You look like you're in front of the I'm like, you know you like that bridge. Do it when we get off of that. I had enough of that bridge. <laughs> hey, how things. do we get the background? <laughs> Ron, do it when we're done. <laughs> but, but I just wanted to comment for all of us to stay in prayer about, uh, one of the things that uh, we was discussing this morning, me, Renee, and Ramaya, was that uh, how, I mean, and, and it come a lot from us Christians that this is something that God sent. So, you know, it really frustrates me. So, so it, it, it's something that can draw us closer to God. God don't, and we all know God don't go against what we want. And because he made everything perfect for us, 
and, and we mess this thing up. It just come with us being human. But one of the things, though, that you hear and you got preachers that want to preach about it and say those exact words. God brought this. And, and, this. and for people that don't know God like we know God, it can be a deterrent. Yeah. It could be like, I don't want to serve that God you served that sent this. <laughs> right. So one of the things, though, and, 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 and I get kind of animated about it because, you know, they say the same things for people that have gotten killed or whatever. God, God don't need to kill that person to draw me. You know, so, so one of the things that for all of us to stay in prayer about is, is, is just that. We as Christians know that these things come with us just being human and so damning nature that we have fallen into. And, uh, yeah, we just pray that, that uh, you know, that God continue to use us to, to be a, a, an encouragement to someone, an ear to, 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 to share with just like the sister Elaine that was just there. That, that's, that's, that's what we're there for, not to uh, – try to say this is God judgment on someone because of, of what's going on. So I just wanted to say that because uh, okay. like I said, we was having a discussion this morning and, and I actually that frustrates me when I hear that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you for, thank you for sharing that Johnny. Um, anybody else uh, want to comment before we close? Are we all good. I just want to say, an encouragement um, regarding this connection. There's a big difference between texting people, talking on the phone, and seeing them face to face. Mm -hmm. There's so much communication that is nonverbal. Mm -hmm. If any opportunity is given to connect with people via Zoom, if you don't have Zoom, you've got FaceTime or you've got Facebook Messenger or you've got WhatsApp, WhatsApp or you know a million different applications to do some face-to-face. -face. Um, the best is person-to-person, -person, but if you are connecting with someone, try to do it face-to-face. -face. Yeah. yeah, very true. And I'm kind of like Brian, so guys, uh, make sure your ribs are healthy <laughs> so that when I see you and I give you a hug, uh, we may need greater endurance on those ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're going to start off with a handshake first. So a couple of things I wanted to say. One is thank you, Johnny, for the admonition. The other thing about um, remembering that um, the God we serve is, 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 does not operate that way, um, even though we don't know the fullness of how this thing happened. Let's keep that in mind. Let's also keep in mind the fact that our Asian brothers and sisters are suffering persecution mm -hmm. right now. And I'm talking about right here in the United States, as well as all over the world, but right here especially. And that we need to be conscious and conscientious about our use of language and how we communicate and how we uh, demonstrate our love and affection. People are coming up to people that I love, my, one of my spiritual dads, and saying things to him that should not be said and that are absolutely not true. And um, 
sorry, I have a lot of passion around that too. Uh, one of mm -hmm. my first spankings by my mother was when I was a little child repeating um, uh, 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 an abbreviation that actually was a pejorative. And I got whooped before I even knew what that was about. And I'm glad I got whooped because my mom then took the time to explain to me and ask me why I use that language. And because I like words, I just repeated whatever I heard. And she took the time to explain to me what that meant. So um, just, just recognize that as well. And then the other thing um, to connect it up with what Jean had said, I'm grateful. One of the things for which I'm grateful for is that we have Zoom. We have FaceTime. We have a video call on our Android. We have um, what we have with each other. But our, um, our human brothers and sisters in China, um, right now it looks like they've even taken down WeChat. WeChat is their equivalent of WhatsApp. And they're not able to communicate with one another. And there's stuff going on there that we may never know. But um, they've suffered quite a bit because of what their government has chosen to do and to not do. And so let's, let's pray for them as well. Even though they don't know Christ, this is a great opportunity for them to come to know Christ. This is a great opportunity for the people of North Korea to be exposed to the gospel. And so um, let's keep that in mind. And with that, um, I want to remind everyone, um, Good Friday services at the Bay Church will be um, on Friday at 6 p.m. and again at 7 p.m. And it's not going to be the same service as you will get on the weekend. And the weekend services looks like they're still going to um, have online services at 4 p.m. on Saturday and 5.30 p.m. on Saturday. And then on Sunday, 7.30 a.m., 9 a.m., 10.30, 12, which are the regular services, and 1.30 p.m. So um, just letting you know that those are the services. So it leads me back to the question, do you guys want to meet next Sunday or not? It is still Resurrection Weekend. And if you, thumbs up, thank you, Paul. Thumbs up if you want to meet. Okay. Thumbs up. Excellent. There are okay. enough people that want to meet. Um, all digits we're, we're up for the Warners. <laughs> so um, we, we will meet at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. You have the meeting number and you have the password. So it's not changing. So just plug that in. Um, for those of you that want to attend the services at that time or don't want to meet with us, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. You know, be where the Lord would have you be. Um, okay. And then the only, the last thing we'll say before we break off, um, if you know of anyone uh, else that would like to join us, um, you can you can pass that on to them, the um, the meeting number and also the um, uh, password. Okay. We love all you guys. We really appreciate you being here. Um, and I'm going to have this wonderful woman uh, close us out. We love you too, Brian Victoria <laughs> and Oliver's. <laughs> we love y'all. <laughs> so, Father, you we, use all. we, we use thank all. you, God, for each and every individual, Lord God, within the sound of our voice and, Lord God, on screen and those people who are not sharing video. We love them. We love their households. Father, we just 
release, Lord God, the uh, the love of God that's being poured out upon us, Lord God, we pour back out in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you've kept each of us, God, that we are able, Lord God, to even be present, Lord God, here with one another by screen and to be able to talk freely, to be able to talk about you, the glory of your kingdom and the power that exists, Lord God, Father, within you, Lord God, and amongst us when we gather together. Father, you say how sweet and pleasant it is when brethren Brethren dwell together in unity. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, and bless your holy name, God. I particularly bless my nephew, Alec, right now in the name of Jesus, and I bless Indica in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I'm so grateful, God, that they are a part of our family. They are a part, Lord God, of this community of faith. Lord God, I bless Brittany, Lord God, who has sat through all of this, Lord God, hasn't said much, but has been a part of this, Lord God. Father, we thank you for their young lives, Lord God. We thank you for the testimony that they will carry to the next generation of how they survived this particular point in time. We thank you, Lord God, that in them, the Spirit of God thrives, Lord God. Father, that they, in the name of Jesus, will be able to profess your name in their generations, Lord God, and will be able to stand with a conviction as to how powerful you are, how loving you are, how gracious you are, and what a redemptive God you are. Now, Father, we just pray, God, that you keep each and every single person safe, Lord God. Father, that they would be covered by the Passover blood of Jesus. Father, as this is indeed Passover, Lord. And that, Father, that they would know that they know that they know that you have provided everything we need for life and godliness through Jesus our Lord. And that we would just endeavor to press all the more into you, God, growing in grace and growing in understanding, and then to walk that out in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We love you guys all. We will see you at one o'clock next week. Be good, be safe, and be blessed. Bye, Teddy. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, the dogs are still the ones that started it. <laughs> <laughs>